Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. I Need You, Jeff by Marilyn Jensen. He arrived at the last minute, hoping the others would already be on the court practicing. But no such luck. As soon as he walked into the locker room, the boy next to him said, Going to the Lakers game with us, Collins? Jeff shook his head, fighting to hide his disappointment. Let them think he didn't care. He didn't want to have to explain about Dad being laid off from work. The last thing Jeff wanted was someone feeling sorry for him. But it wasn't fair, he thought, as he yanked open his locker. The others were always going someplace fun. Most of them didn't even think it was a big deal. Man, what he wouldn't give to see a live pro basketball game. If only he could find a job. But there weren't many for boys his age in a small town such as Chelsea. He had thought he had one a while back. Old Mr. Henderson's looking for a boy to help out in his grocery store, their minister had told Jeff one day. Need someone to stock the shelves and keep the place clean. Jeff had hopped on his bike and gone right over. You look like you'd be a good worker, the old man told him, then shook his head. But I'd really like someone a little older. The same old story, thought Jeff. The real blow was not so much losing the job, but learning that Larry Phillips had gotten it. He's only a year older than I am, Jeff said to his mother as he was eating supper that night. And everyone knows he's the biggest goof-off in school. He pushed himself away from the kitchen table. What does he need the money for, anyway? His dad's loaded. Looks to me like you're suffering from a good case of envy-itis, Mother answered. Here, maybe this will help. She handed him a cookie fresh from the oven. Besides, just because his family has more money than we do doesn't mean Larry hasn't a right to work if he wants to. It will probably be good for him. Jeff finished his cookie and reached for another. You've also got a touch of self-pity, Mother said, which doesn't do you a bit of good. She smiled. Think on the bright side. If you had gotten the job, how could you play on the basketball team? Jeff hadn't thought of that. She was right. If he had to work every day after school, he'd have to drop basketball. And there are worse things than missing the Lakers game, his mother said. You can watch it on TV, you know. I'll even make popcorn. Jeff grinned sheepishly. Mother always could make things seem better. He had a few bad moments the day after the Lakers game when he heard the others talking about it, but his mind was on the school basketball game the following Wednesday night. Chelsea High and St. Michael's were tied for first place. This was the game that would decide the championship, with the winners going to Cinderville for the district playoff in a couple of weeks. Jeff spent every spare minute in his backyard practicing shots. He knew his weak point was passing, so he got the little neighbor boy to practice with him. Receive, dribble, shoot. Receive, dribble, shoot. It tired him out, but it was worth it. He could see the difference at practice. The way you're going, we're bound to win, Collins, the coach said to him as they went off the court the day before the game. With you in there, I have no doubt which way the game will go. Jeff grinned. It was going to be some game. The telephone woke him up Wednesday morning. Who could it be at this hour, he wondered as he staggered out of bed to answer it. Hello, is this Jeffrey Collins? Yes. Jeff had heard that thin, reedy voice somewhere before, but where? This is Mr. Henderson. You know, the grocery store. Jeff, I'm sorry to call so early, but I'm in a spot. I'm not feeling too well, and I need someone to come in and help out in the store after school until 9 today and tomorrow. Do you think you'd be able to do it? Until 9 tonight? The night of the game? 
But I thought you had Larry Phillips working for you, Jeff stammered. He was. Good worker, too, while he was here. But three days ago he asked for the rest of the week off. I told him I needed him, that I just can't get around that good any more. But he said no, that he had something he had to do this week, that he'd be back next week. The old man paused. I thought I could manage by myself, but I just can't. I really need you, Jeff. Can you come? Jeff gripped the receiver so tightly that his knuckles whitened. If only he could have heard those words three months ago, or even before the Lakers game. Right now, money meant nothing compared to that championship game. Jeff knew he had to say something. I'm... I'm sorry, he started to say, but his words were drowned out by a violent coughing seizure from the other end. It lasted so long that Jeff got worried. In his mind, he could picture the frail little man and the disarray that was probably around him as he tried to help customers, along with everything else he had to do. It was a full minute before Mr. Henderson could speak. I'm sorry, son. I didn't hear you. What was that you said? I said, of course I'll come, said Jeff. After all, he wasn't the only player on the team. Both Ron and Bill were good, too, and he knew that either of them would give their eye teeth for the chance to play in the big game. The hardest part was going to be telling the coach. Jeff's fingers shook as he dialed the number. The way Mr. Henderson's pale eyes lit up when Jeff reported for work that afternoon took Jeff's mind off the game, and when he went to work sorting, refilling shelves, and doing all the things that needed to be done, he was amazed at how fast the time went. It was time to close up before he knew it. The coach himself called later that night to tell Jeff they had won. We're counting on you for that playoff game in Centerville, he said. Tonight's game was nothing compared to what we faced there. See you at practice next week. Jeff was still in a jubilant mood over the good news when he reported for work the next afternoon. I don't know what I did without you, Jeff, said Mr. Henderson when they got ready to close up that night. You work rings around any boy I've ever seen. He hesitated, then said, The job's yours regular if you want it. You start work Monday and work every day during the week except, and his mouth twitched in a suppressed grin, except next Thursday. Next Thursday? Yes, I understand you can't work for anyone that day except for your school's basketball team at that district playoff game in Centerville. You know about that? Mr. Henderson nodded. I've known your coach for years. He called me this morning. Just happened to mention what you gave up to help me yesterday. He put his arm around Jeff's shoulder. You're quite a boy. You know, I've been thinking. It's a long time since I've seen the Lakers play. Maybe you and I could go to a game one of these days. As soon as I feel a little better, I'll see about getting us a couple of tickets. How's that sound? Jeff was never sure afterward, but he thinks he floated instead of rode home on his bike. At least, that's the way it felt. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.